This uh, parable has many threads for which we could pull. But I keep coming back to the idea that this parable is one about paying attention, being observant as we move through life. As we know, the young man stood up to test Jesus and find out just who this person was, which is not a bad thing, because we are called to be discerning about who we spend our time with. And Jesus gives the young man an answer that makes him question even further, who is my neighbor? And he begins to tell the parable of the Good Samaritan, one that most of us are very familiar with. I think it is more than just helping someone who is hurt or injured. It's about being observant and seeing the world around us and choosing to change it. We often go about our lives with tunnel vision. We don't really pay attention to what's going on around us. We drive somewhere, and sometimes we don't even know how we got there. We're so immersed in our own thoughts. So the two men, the Levite and the priest, go along. And the reason that they go to the other side of the road is not because they find the man icky or sick or awful. It's that they want to remain ritually clean so when they get to Jerusalem, they can enter the temple. Nothing wrong with that, we think. We understand the ancient world and how it operated. And it's the Samaritan, the one who is an outcast, who ends up binding the man's wounds and taking care of him. He paid attention to this person on the side of the road. When I was thinking about this parable, I recall a story about when I lived in Baltimore about a man who sat in a lawn chair for three days, didn't move, didn't get up. He was dead, and nobody noticed. So for three days, he sat in that chair. And finally, somebody came along and observed that there was a problem here. And that was when the man, too late, of course, received attention. No one was observant enough to see that there was a problem, unlike the Samaritan who saw the problem and decided to do something about it. Did you know that there's a difference between being robbed and being burgled? Being burgled means that you are not injured. Being robbed means that you are hurt somehow, or the person robbed is hurt. So when they say robbers fell upon this man, this nameless, faceless man, we certainly understand the gravity of the situation. But do we actually observe what was going on? 
We see people around us all the time. We know that there are people who are hurting. We know that there are people who have less than us. We also know that there's only so much we can do as individuals that will assuage whatever problem this person has. How many of us have gone to the gas station and had somebody approach us for money? And they have quite a, a good line of chat. And we hate to say no, but we know that it's for the best. Or there is the person who approaches us, and in that moment, there's something inside of them and inside of us that causes us to stop and pay attention and actually listen to the person, not brush them off. I don't know what that is that makes us change our minds and give a particular person money and not give another one money. Is it something about the way they're dressed or how they look or what their approach is? It doesn't really matter because we are called to decide for ourselves what we are going to do and who we are going to serve. And we know we always serve the best intentions of Jesus. You perhaps read this week, or saw, excuse me, saw this week on the news, the fellow who walked 33 miles one way to work. He would leave on Sunday and go to work and work all week and stay at a friend's house and then turn around and walk home on Friday. He said he liked his job. He liked the people he worked with. He liked his customers and he liked his boss. That was why he chose to stay there. Well, a man observed him day after, week after week walking into town and stopped and said, you know, I have a car that's on my property. I'm not using it. I'd like you to have it. And with that, the young man got in the car and drove away. When the cameras were filming him, I watched this young fellow's face. He was in absolute shock. He really couldn't articulate how grateful he was that this stranger had observed him walking and given him a car. It's all in the power of observation. It's all in the little things we pick up along the way. Our intuition is stronger than we think. Our, as is common to say, emotional intelligence causes us to focus on something that's deeper than the person standing in front of us. The, good, the story of the Good Samaritan it's not about that the Samaritan was marginalized by the community because he was a Samaritan. It was because his powers of observation were so keen, he was able to look past his religion, 
his need to stay ritually clean, and to embrace the stranger, the person that was lying on the side of the road. How many other people had passed him by? We only hear of two in Jesus' story. But I can imagine multiple people passed him by because that was the main road between Jericho and Jerusalem. And they might have thought it was a trick, rightfully so. Jesus calls us to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. That's, for me, what the story of the Good Samaritan is about. Using our third eye, this one, in the middle of our forehead, to see beyond what is in front of us. To hope in the goodness of the other to embrace the stranger and to see that there is more to God than just following rules and staying ritually clean. There is also taking a chance and reaching out of grabbing an opportunity and seeing the face of Christ in the person in front of us. Amen.